0: And welcome to the Bonafide Moto Show. I'm your host, Joe Fleming, also known on here as So Tall right now. And I'm just trying to sort out the setting. How is everyone tonight? Good, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm a bit behind today, um, as you know, here in South Africa. The barber shops and salons and beauty, whatever, just opened up last week, which means bona fide barbers is back open for business. Which means Mona and I have been busting our ass at that shop um, for the past week, and it's been so much fucking fun. Um, it's been great to be in that shop again, and a lot of you guys from the show have come in and stopped in for a cut had a cup of coffee, and um, it's really great to be back there and see people again. Everyone who comes in has been wearing a mask. Thank you. You've been washing, cleaning your hands. We've been checking your temperature, and we love it. Um, So, yeah, for those in Joburg, pull in, come say hi. You can find me there Tuesday through Saturday uh, from 8.30 to 5.30, 6.30. Anyway... Um, enough about the shop. here we are on the Bonafide Moto Show, episode 28, Um, feeling good, feeling great. We are back with a, another South African on tonight's show. We've got our buddy Thomas Ferreira, um, who's the owner of Just Like Papa, which is, if you've been watching the show, I think I've worn this cap for at least half the shows. Um They run a really amazing retail shop for the avid adventurer, um, dad, whatever. If you need a bug-out bag, if you want to go start a fire in the middle of the forest, they got you. Um, So I'm excited to have uh, Thomas on the show. Um, He is also known when I go to Cape Town and I go to the places around there. People think I'm Thomas. You'll see just now. Uh, why I say that. I don't know if um I see Davide is on. Um I think Thomas is probably gonna come on through just like Papa, I believe. I did see a request. Um but before I get to that um this show is made possible by our partners and friends at Motul. Um we talk about it every show. They've got a range of their MC care range which is the maintenance and care range. So if you've got a car, a motorcycle, a mountain bike like I use uh, the products on, um, you can use it. So today's, uh, tonight's uh, product is the Helmet Interior Clean. Um, I don't think I have my helmet in here, but I've got an old helmet I've had for about nine years. It stinks, and I use this. You spray it inside like four or five sprays. Let it dry out in the sun, or you can boost it with a, a hair dryer, and it helps it smell so much better. So, if you sweat like I do, if you're out in the summer and you need to lessen the stink on your helmet, check out the interior clean. Um, we are supposed to, is it good for your beard too? I hope so. Um, luckily, I use the Bonafide Beards Charcoal and Spearmint Soap. On a daily basis, Davide. So my beard never fucking stinks. How about that? Pardon the language. Um, but yeah, if you need something for your beard, I'm your guy. And my wife, she's your girl. We got you. Um, can you use it on jocks? Why not? Eh? Hey? Um, sure, try it, Rion. Chuck Norris's role model is Thomas. Who's the new Chuck Norris? Jocko Willink. If anyone has listens to Jocko... There are Jocko Willink uh, memes out there on The Joe Rogan Show. I think he's becoming the new Chuck Norris. Anyway, getting off topic, Thomas, I'm coming for you, buddy. Um, if you are new to the show, um, just you know, this show will be available on Apple Podcasts. All of our episodes since Episode 9 are on Apple Podcasts. So go check them out. Subscribe. Yeah, what's up, brother? Look at that. Oh. <laughs>
1: How are you doing? I'm oh, seeing... good. How are you?
0: I'm good, mate. <laughs> I should have worn a black shirt, eh?
1: I know. I just, uh, you know, maybe actually, let's not confuse the people. Let me.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 No. I think that would have um, that would have thrown off a bit of people. Like, is that Joe asking that question? Is that Thomas? Not quite sure.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um... <laughs> okay, kid. So mm. what's up, Thomas?
1: I'm good, man. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. All right. Like, rushing around. We closed the shop late today. I had to go pick up Maddie. We ordered okay. Chinese food. I scarfed my food, sat down for the show.
1: I'm jealous. I didn't. Uh, yeah. I haven't eaten. Uh, let's see how I deal with it.
0: Uh, if I was you, know, I would have canceled, canceled the show. I can't do a show on an empty stomach, bro. No way. No
1: yeah. way. I'll do it. a little bit of a liquid uh, dinner.
0: I guess let, a liquid dinner does help. Uh, when we when we first started the show, luckily I had a, a, a decent amount of supply of Jack Black, um, oh. and I would have a couple of Jack Blacks during the show. No problem, uh, no need to worry about food. Mm. Um, there's a, there's a lot of banter going on this evening, eh? Yeah, um,
1: uh, yeah. I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna try ignore that. I'm just you know, gonna <laughs> block. <That's,
0: clears throat> That's the way to do it. You know, it's like, it's like all those Facebook comments, you know, you can get lost in it. You can get stuck into all the, all the gossip, but here we are, here we are. So Thomas, um, uh, you know, I phoned you today. And like I said to you on the phone, I don't know a whole lot about you um, outside of a couple of events I've worked um, with you at um, the Head for the Hills last month or last year. Yeah, I've seen you one other time. I haven't really gotten to know you, but from uh, a lot of my friends, they've kind of told me stories of your background. They knew you from this past life. So um, I guess kind of my first question would be, who is, ta- wait, how old are you? First question?
1: Uh, the, uh, 21, man. Um, no, 36. 30- how old? 36.
0: Bro, do you know how old I am?
1: I do. How old do you? 30,
0: 36.
1: <laughs>
0: I didn't know that. It's <laughs> <This is>
1: crazy.
0: <laughs> okay. So, who was Thomas uh, 15 years ago? 10 years ago. Give me 10 years. What were you doing? I
1: was going to say, I can't do that kind of math. Um, also, you didn't want to know the Thomas then, I think. Yeah. Uh, 10 years ago, I was in the film industry. Um, I was a director. Uh, I did a... Um, Couple of music videos for some South African artists, couple of commercials for some South African brands. Um, Yeah, I I studied film, so it was obviously the thing that I wanted to do. I was trying to move to LA, I think, back then, uh, about Mm. ten years. Um, um, Literally, twenty-six. Yeah, I think around there, I was trying to move to LA. I had dreams of becoming a director there, Um, and yeah, uh, decided not to do that actually. Uh, got into my photography. That's the landscape hunter, um, um, and through that, got outdoors and um, wow. started outdoors.
0: Yeah. So you've been a you, you've been a visual kind of guy for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I love taking photos. I um, mm. it gives me a great excuse to get outdoors. Um, it gives me a good excuse to be alone. Uh, the, in the movie industry, you know you have. 20, 30, 50 people running around the big production, and there's a lot of things going on. And with the photography, I could just be by myself in nature, and it was kind of an excuse to just get on the bike, get in the car, travel the world, see different places, and um, yeah, really explore. So, yeah, I love the visual side of it. Um, I haven't really been doing much of that inside of just like Papa, but um, I'm still doing that adventure. But the photography yeah. is definitely back.
0: Um, and I think what's what's the, the beauty for me and like, you know, I don't really take, um, landscape photography, but when I'm out on my trips, like I can, I can appreciate it. I don't, I don't know why I'm not really into it. I I think I maybe just kind of look at it and I don't really know how to capture it. Mm. Um, I kind of capture the moments of, of people in the landscapes, which is cool, which is, um, my thing, but, um. I think the the strength of being a landscape photographer is a solo mission. Yeah, um, there's a lot of guys, uh, like dudes on YouTube I follow that are they're wildlife photographers, like in in Norway and, and these countries where like it's, it's a homeboy that goes out for a week, packs a bag, he's out there for a week tracking wolves and different things, and and you've got to be on your own. Um, yeah. It's not. It's not really something for other people because you've got to kind of find your own mission. You may need to spend a couple of days trying to find that shot. Um, and where's some of the places that you that you traveled to uh, back in the day to do some landscape photography? Uh,
1: I've done um, the US quite extensively. Okay, uh, it's actually. I mean, use all of its. You know all the things that's happening now and all it's, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful continent. Well, not continent. Um, it, 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 it's so vast and I think that it, I might be wrong, but we have more national parks and monuments in in the US than the whole world. And Jeez. that's, the, you know, long back in the day with John Muir and those guys um, Mm. he pioneered that and one of the inspired me Ansel Adams was one of the guys to do that with Yosemite Park. and then went and said you know we need public land and we need to represent I no (laughs) gotta represent (laughs) (laughs) so um, so the US has been one of the that have predominantly traveled I think I've I've got a truck there. I've done about hundred and twenty thousand miles in the truck. Oh, just okay. in the States Yeah, so I've I've really seen a lot of it. Um New Zealand's been incredible. I've been there uh twice now. That's also just an incredible country with the yeah. landscape. It, it's basically Lord of the Rings without yeah. the elf. Yeah, Unless oh. I take double with, and then I would have a little elf, <laughs> but I mean uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: he can be a little guy. And yeah, I, um in, in the States, where was your I think I looked looked through your pictures the other day and I saw um some Yosemite. Where yeah. where has been your favorite parks to travel to? Like have you been to Zion? Yeah.
1: I've never been. Never I've been to Zion. Zion's incredible. Um, it, it's I haven't taken many photos there. It's a Zion's incredibly famous and um <laughs> For certain parts, you actually have to book a year before and sure. it's, it's quite protected and it, it's, it's very touristic on the one side and very protected on the other side. Mm. Yosemite is, um, once again, going back to Ansel Adams, it's one of the most iconic shots that I, you know, fell in love with it was Yosemite. So I've, I've always enjoyed Yosemite. Um, I think Death Valley, ironically, because it's very similar to South Africa. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, with us, with having the uh, Valley of Desolation and Death Valley, there is a bit of like a, a familiar. Well, <laughs> people that don't know I me, mean, I'm Afrikaans. This is my.
0: <laughs> hey, you said it, not me, bro.
1: <laughs> Death Valley is um, it's incredible. The the the, the intense heat. I mean, 50 mm-hmm. degrees. It's, it's crazy. You're about at some point you're at 180 meters under the sea level, or below sea level. Um, it, it's an incredible place. I, I've really enjoyed that. Um, I think my um, what do you call it? I don't know. It's like the one I've been to the most and not been able to take a photo is actually the Teton, um, Teton Mountains. Teton. Uh, it's in Jackson, or it's where Jackson. Yes. Holds.
0: Yeah, Jackson Hole. That's it, yeah.
1: I've actually been there a ton of times and I've actually never got a photo. That's why, again, Ansel Adams, he has the photo of the Snake River coming up to the Tetons and it's just incredible. So that and Yellowstone has been Mm. the place that I've gone a lot and I've just never been able to get the weather right. Um, And like you said, that's why you kind of sometimes have to do it solo because you could get there. I've been there before where the um, West Coast was burning and all the yeah. winds pull it over the whole, I mean, almost <laughs> whole uh, country, and it just haze, and you sit there yeah. for two weeks, and it's not that you're a cool backpacker, it's nice restaurants, you just literally dehydrated food every day, and sitting there waking up for sunrise, sunset, yeah. yeah so. But Death Valley, I think, is just my favorite there, for motorbike riding, for 4 by 4 ing it's just incredible. Yeah
0: it's funny like i um i I, my first experience in a desert was iraq so for years i didn't really give a shit about deserts and then moving to california i lived in southern california and san diego it was about an hour hour and a half two hour ride and then you could be on the desert yeah i was like this is really cool and it was the first time that i was on my own in a desert and could really appreciate a desert and i was like okay cool like I kind of get the desert vibe again, yeah. And um, <clears throat> and then moving here to South Africa, I mean it's amazing. Um, I've gone through the Karoo, up uh, up north of you guys towards Namibia, yeah. And um, it's 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 a different beast, and it's it's different um, sort of uh, environment to respect. And I always actually say, and, and you know, funny enough, with you guys and 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 starting fire is that in the states where I'm from, dude start a fire, no problem because we've yeah. got woods, forest, yeah. Yeah. you know, like it's so vast with with forest. And then I come here and there's not many trees. And mm. um, it took me a while to get used to. And like, when you go camp and setting up like hammocks in the forest, it's just a different, um, it's something to get used to. Um, yeah. And I've grown to love it over the years. Um, it's something so like cool and just raw. Yeah. Um, and like you were just in the the crew during the lockdown, was
1: that yeah?
0: Was that true?
1: Yeah, I I, I I there was there was a lot of moments where I was uh feeling very guilty about it in a way, oh. but I was well, having I was a, a blast, you know. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. I my family has a farm out there. Uh, my father's from Raffernet, the farm. The, well, I can't actually say where. Secret, oh. secret surf spot. <laughs> sure. Um, But it's just outside there, and um, I've been spending years and years there, but it's weekends, maybe a long weekend, maybe a week. Mm The first time I spent 40 days straight there, and it it was just, oh yeah, I mean, it was tough coming home, to be honest. It's just, I I, I mean, I'm not glorifying farming. Farming is a, I, I don't think I'm tough farming I really respect guys that do farm out there but yeah. it's a, it's a, just a different life uh just you know you wake up with the sun you go to bed almost with the sun uh, making fires every day everything's the food's all on the fire it's mm-hmm. great but it's a lot of long-range shooting and just shooting yeah, cool. just walking that away is, with,
0: that's hmm. what's nice about that environment as well is like time really doesn't matter you follow the sun Yeah. You know, when when the sun goes up you're i mean you're up before the sun you're out working and then when the sun goes down it's time to go to bed yeah um, and i think during the lockdown for me like i mean i've spoken about it quite often to people here in joburg is that it took me a while to get used to johannesburg of, in terms of the city um it's not very easy to get out um and be in nature like next week, I'm going rock climbing It takes about an hour, just under an hour to get to the site where we go. But yeah. Once you're there, you feel I mean, it's amazing. Um, yeah. During the lockdown, man, that, that was tough. And for people like you that were out on farms, I was like, whoever is out on the farms, man, I hope they are loving it. Because that's where you want to be away from everyone. It's peaceful. It's quiet. It's nothing you yeah. can really do at the moment. You don't really need Wi Fi or no. You don't need to go into town. You don't need any of that. Like you just need peace and quiet. Um kind of get back to life. And was it a was it a way for you to sort of reconnect with yourself?
1: I think you know it's it's it, I definitely I went into the lockdown um just like papa's doing was doing like a really good season. Um our restaurants and bars, I've got a couple of other interests. Everything was doing so well. So Getting just everything stops dying. it was quite a yeah, I think it was a, it was a bit of a you know shock to the system um, so there was a lot of uh, work to be done there as well, but I was in a clearer mind i don 't know necessarily I, I I found myself learned more about myself, but it definitely gave me more clear problem time um, you know trying to make sure that employees had jobs um, that we were Able to pay the rent, negotiating with um, you know. I mean, I was on the phone. I mean, I showed the photo, but it was it was hilarious. I was on the phone with my lawyer, with the advocate, with uh, my business partners. But I had ridden my bike out to the field because the reception was quite bad. So I had my, <laughs> I like, parked in the field, and there was this incredible sunset in the background, and and I'm um, on this Zoom call, like. <laughs> with my lawyers and it's just this I, I I had to be like hold on guys I just had a photo of my bike this is sorry right, that's my um. <laughs> watching us live. my dad's keep calling me so sorry about that oh okay
0: <laughs> he'll call you later dad
1: yeah geez, dad why is he not watching you know
0: <laughs> Yes. watch the show dad <laughs> you can speak to your son ask him questions ask him what he wants for dinner exactly.
1: <laughs> um yeah, yeah. So so I definitely had a more clear view of where I wanted to take the company, the next step of the company, and where we wanted to go. Um, and talking about Just Like Papa itself, um, where we started now, with very small things with the experiences. Like, let's offer not just a product, a uh, full-on experience. Like, very much like what we had with your cup there, the the head to the hills, you know? Like, I can tell you apps, that's cool. But if I take you out and actually go chop down a tree, that is worth three times, four times the access value. Um, if you don't, yeah. you know, same with us, you know, when you take some guys out for a ride on a bike, jumps in your, you know, the jump seats, or uh, when you take them up a route that their minds was impossible. And then you um, just see that smile on their face, the little bit of fear and the smile, that's incredible. So I definitely got into a gear where I was like, just like Papa must be. More than, and I think we originally started it like this, but I kind of got back to that. Like we need to be more than just, here's product. Here's a knife. Now get out. Give me your money. I'm mm-hmm. um, making us sound hard like that. But it's just, let's go show you how to use a knife. Maybe you can show me how to use a knife even better than I know. So let me sure. go look. Let's go out. Me, you, a couple of bros around the front. A couple of people just having a good time really what we are about we're trying to sell a experience we're not selling it now we are selling it but that's going to the helping the stuff but yeah bring the whole experience out that to head to the hills was a very good proof of concept of going like we can do it we ride out have time you know guys girls kids who cares let's go if you can't ride come in or you know um, it's just a fun time and I think that's what the my lockdown experience on the farm really got me to think about like, what are we outside of these four walls that we have this little store in? Because
0: um, isn't that what life's all about? Yeah, it's about, exactly. It's about experiences, like the the shit that I've got in my office here, the the stuff we've got in my garage in the house. none of that stuff fucking matters. Like it's it's about the <clears throat> those those moments you shared um with your friends that the times yeah. we shared at head for the hills um mm. the times you shared in the karoo like it's about those experiences like other things don't really matter so much and i think those sort of rich experiences in life are sort of what define us what helps grow us as a person um what helps us connect with other people um and you know that's what we do with bona fide like it was my need to get out and travel and Get to know South Africa. On top of that was meeting new people coming to South Africa and bringing more people into South Africa to get them to see it. Um And ultimately, sharing campfire stories at the yeah. end of the day. Um, yeah. That's it. Like, for me, and my family, like, that's what it's all about. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, who do you want to share stories with around campfire that night? That's it. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, the thing like, just like Papa, um. Actually, I saw Kim, which is part of Bellwether the marketing team, like giving me a props up for throwing a nice stuff. Uh, yeah, but, uh, the, just like Papa started around the fun, telling stories, going, okay. "What's missing? Why mm. get good fucking shit in the no. country? Why we get good service? Why can't we?" And I'm not knocking any of the other guys. I mean, mm. I bought a little. MSR Pocket Rock, um, Cape Union Marsh, I was 14, go out to Baines and go camp for scorpions and shit, you know? So, but we just couldn't find like good. And, but the point is, it was around a fire, a couple of mates, me and Davide chatting, going like, yo, da da da, no, we should start this thing. And that's what you're talking about. The, who Do you want to spend time around a fire? Mm. And uh, whose stories do you want to listen? who you want to learn from? and yeah. yeah
0: And that's like honestly how how I describe you guys um, when someone asks like about if they see my cap. Um, meanwhile, dude, I think I've worn this cap seventy percent of the time since you guys gave it to me. Like, right, well. It has been my favorite cap and I actually got it quite dusty on the on the road. Yeah, uh, we we where was I? I? Oh, I took a scrambler out uh, after locked uh, after some things eased up, and we went down some dirt roads. And I got it like kind of brown. I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "You know what? Fuck it. It's finally gotten dirty. Got some wear and tear." Um, so yeah, I actually forgot what I was saying before that. Before I started talking about my cap,
1: <laughs> <laughs> me and you the same, dude. I don't know. Um...
0: I don't know. I was feeling something, something inside me. I was um,
1: we're good. We were on a roll. It was, it was yeah.
0: good. Uh-huh. Um, stories it- story. Oh, I know. So anytime someone asks me about just like Papa or I try to describe it and no offense to anyone out there. I say if Cape Union Mart made quality products, it would be in, like, just like Papa yeah. um, for me coming from the States. Um, I'm used to having the ability to choose whether I want a high quality product or I want a lower end product. Um, And like when I moved to South Africa, I noticed that uh, my choices were very limited. Um, And every time I'd gone to Cape Town, I would always kind of go check out the new stores with my family. Mm. And I came across you guys. I I can't remember how it was, but I was like, fuck, we got to go there. And I was amazed because I felt like I was back in the States. Yeah. I felt like I was at a place that um, had quality products. Um, you pay a premium for something that you're going to keep for a very long time. Um, you know, like Alan says, I, I say it all the time now, is you buy cheap, you buy twice. Um, yep. You spend money on a quality product, you will have it for a long time. Um, and I feel like that's what you guys have at the store.
1: Yeah, I think like without plugging ourselves even more, but... Um... I, I, I actually they, I know they're listening. So I'm just going <laughs> No, um, like the guys that work here, the guys that are in the company, like we, we all love what we do. We love the products. We we do not sell anything that we have never used. Um, sure. we've tested stuff. We broke it. We don't sell it if it that it, It's it, it's with us, you know. So um, sure. it's the also, not just the good product, it's the, the service that you get afterwards. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, our, the companies that we sell and the brands that we sell, they support us, we support them. We guarantee you whatever, if it breaks, we'll give you a new one, then I'll take the fight to the company. You know, I'm not waiting for <laughs> Phil Raven or send me a new jacket, and then I give it to you. Here's a new jacket, let's go. And I think that's the end of the story because I guaranteed you. I gave my promise that we've tested it. Yeah. I've worn that knife. I've used that axe. So I, I appreciate that what you said. Like it's just quality stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I want. I mean, this is. Yeah, a, I mean, We're gonna make. Uh, hopefully, we'll make some money one day. But I mean, it's not. I'm not <laughs> gonna be, you know, next 4500 guy from this company. But that wasn't even the point. The point was to have a cool workshop, work on cars, meet cool people, have cool products that we can. Meet people like you guys, ride out four by four. Brian says we shouldn't make fires in fire, but <laughs>
0: um, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean for I, I'm, for I'm guys trying. out there, that's guys and girls um, that um, that are into the outdoors, adventure. You know, like that's kind of what gets us. Like we want to go out and sort of test our ability to survive for mm. days on end with the gear that we brought in. You know, exactly. not stay at a hotel, be able to pack a bag and know that everything in the bag is going to be sorted and that yep. we're still going to eat well. Um, I mean, I dig that stuff. Like yeah. if you said to me, hey, Joe, um, I've got a hiking trip or I want to go on this thing for four or five days. Just bring a backpack. I'm keen. Mm. Like, so, where do I sign up? What time exactly. am I leaving tomorrow? Three thirty in yeah. the morning tomorrow, leaving? Sweet. Yeah, I'm exactly. Away. Yeah. Um, Where are
1: we going? I don't know. Let's just do it. Um,
0: yeah. And and um what's some of the things like b- before lockdown? I noticed you guys were having a lot of stuff going on at the shop. What were some of the things in terms of community um that you guys were doing?
1: Uh so we had our movie night, so every Tuesday we were trying to do little um, movie nights, just inviting people on Tuesdays. Uh, we've got our little bar, um, and yeah, it's it's always for us to just get people in, not yeah. just, enough, just get people in. Like you said, the community is so strong. So doing the movie nights, um, we we we've done a couple of trips. It's the the, <laughs> the problem is like starting an outdoor or you go up to the outdoors because you're running a store. in the city.
0: <laughs> so yeah. we,
1: just before lockdown, as you said, we were planning on a lot of little uh, cool stuff. Like I said, the experiences, getting outdoors. Uh, actually, you know, you see, I'm just like punting around now, but uh, me and Rian have been talking about creating like a little scouts um, kind of club. Um, you know, the, I, I that... One of the names was the the Karoo Cubs, and you know get kids out yeah. there with their mothers and like not not teaching them how to make a fire, but why are you making fire, and when yeah. you make a fire, be sustainable. Think about what you're doing. What are you cooking? What are you just kind of almost being a better person in a sense. You know how how can you? And the outdoors does that to you. It makes you better anyway. In my my opinion, but. Having the kids, and I think through lockdown, I think a lot of people has appreciated that now, or will appreciate that now. It's like yeah. they've spent time with their families and more than they've ever, you know, and maybe realized, I can I work remotely, and I can do those kind of things. And I think Brian, if you've ever followed him on his Instagram, yeah, family is literally like, I think they still fake, because they can't be. <laughs> I I don't think
0: he has a house. I think he lives in the woods.
1: (laughs) But uh, I I just love his ethics and the the way he does it. So we've been speaking about, you know, creating a little thing. It's still very um, early days. But Um, how do we get kids and families and you know people out there to enjoy what we grew up on? I mean, I, I, I can't think of a memory that I wasn't as a kid wasn't outdoors catching trout up in the Meads and the Kruger Park and then St. Francis surfing, stuff, you know, getting oysters and fishing and I mean, all my best memories is me and my dad and my mom outdoors, you know, doing cool stuff. I mean, I don't remember the day I was at home in Johannesburg with seven-meter walls playing PlayStation or Nintendo back then. Yeah. But I remember, playing, you know, making my first bow and arrow or starting my first little freaking playing clay lot or my l- first lion sight I'm outside in a boma and at night hearing lions and, and mm-hmm. you know um obviously not scared as a kid never scared but, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm still scared of the dark
1: uh, if that's something yeah. <laughs> next to my mother and like being scared and stuff so like I, I think that something like that um I know you, I'm off the subject because you asked me what were we planning? The things that we were planning got stopped and it, was, it, and it only got really properly realized within the lockdown. And now, because we've always tried to build our community, but now the community is even stronger for us. And it supported us incredibly. I From the day we opened, guys are coming in, buying Mo coffee, buying stuff, asking us a new cool little route to go, even be, or the lockdown was finished. Well the, the travel restrictions. Is do you know of any hackers that might take us? And I'm like, Oh I, want to go to or, I know this guy with a farm out in um Beaufort or uh, in Rietfontein. and the community started growing, And I yeah. think it's strong really right now. And it's, it's us as a company, it's I think it's, it's people already out there. They they knew what they wanted. Well they didn't maybe people wanted stuff. And now we have a little hub where people can come and sit around and chat, share ideas. So it's very but cool. That's
0: what's, um, You know, that's what like, in regards to the scouts, like, um, you know, I, I put the boy scouts kind of in the same sort of category as like jujitsu, sort of, where they teach you discipline and respect um, for others, yourself. And, you know, with the scouts, <clears throat> it's the outdoors. Um, Mm. It's making sure that you take everything with you that you brought in, cleaning up after yourself, taking care of nature, learning things to do. And um, I think by sort of some of the stories and things that you guys are telling through um, your social media, it's getting people to kind of see that in a more visual aspect. And they can start to come to you guys and, and ask more questions and be like, yeah, I wanna go check this out. And and I can see how Just Like Papa can become a sort of resource center around coffee, asking you guys questions, um, yeah. and sort of that's sort of the sort of the breakout point, um, mm. you know, for people's next adventure, like, everybody's got questions. Like, when I first started going to Cape Town, every single time I went, I always went up the fucking mountain. It didn't matter w- what trip it was. I always even if it was just lines, said, I always tried to get up Table Mountain lion said, and each time I went, I would contact someone else. Um, I think Albert and I did, um, it wasn't the one that just goes straight up. He took me on a different route, um, uh, not Plot-A-Clip. Is it plot clip Yeah, plot clip Gorge, I think is the one that just goes up. Um, so each time I go there, I wanna find different routes. I wanna speak yeah. to different people. And get to know what their hikes are. Where what's their favorite place to go and explore? Because, you know, in Cape Town it's such a, a beautiful place to go and explore. And from what I saw when we were in the Cedarburg, that place has a lot of untapped and hidden gems. Um, Devil's Peak, yeah. yeah. Dev- oh, I want to tell you a story about Devil's Peak and my first experience there. Okay. Um, I saw. I'll be there. Um, last year, I think. So I think it was one of my first or second times up, uh, I was gonna go at Clip. It would have been my first time up it. Guys said, go to the trailhead, follow the signs, and you'll you'll head up. You know, you go up and then you go over and then eventually you'll just go up and up and up. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. go up the first climb, I kind of traverse a bit, and then I'm just kind of traversing and I must have been walking for 20, 30 minutes I was like, man, this doesn't seem right. I've I've missed something. And I was like, keep walking, keep walking. I get on my phone and I look, and the trail is like way off compared to like plot a clip. And I was like, what the hell? Where am I going? I was heading to Devil's Peak. And I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of already heading that direction. I don't know anything about Devil's Peak. I think I can take care of myself. I've got plenty of water. And, um, you know, it was a great way for me to eventually find Devils Peak and see that area. Um, Luckily, I didn't get lost. It's very well marked around there. Um, But the beauty is I got to see a new side of Cape Town I didn't know. Um, And then, you know, I've gone up Table Mountain now a few different times and a few different routes, and it's so much fun. Uh, Um, So I'm sure for guys and girls needing somewhere to go in in Cape Town and wanting to explore... Um, you know, you guys are a great, great place. And tell me about the the coffee, coffee by Moses.
1: Ah, it, really, really terrible coffee, Moses. He makes the worst. Because <laughs>
0: no. every time I went there, you guys would make me coffee, and I loved it, loved it. Oh, no, but you guys no. had like the press or the maca pots.
1: That's the old days. Shame you have never had good <laughs> coffee there then.
0: <laughs> no, it was great. It was great coffee. It was great coffee, but it t- took a
1: while. It's a process. No, it's much better now. Um, yeah, so Mo, Mo, is a great story, man. I mean, he actually—he um, should tell you the story next time. You should interview him. He's a great guy to interview, better than me. Okay. But he—he um, okay. he worked at a shop next to us called Chop Shop, and okay. we've always that we always said we wanted to get the camp coffee at the bar. It's it's a, it's a bit of a like you came to sit down at it and that's easy, but we can't do it for customers. So the building next sale, um, I'm going to speak to Mo and he's such a sweetheart. He was like, oh, I can't, I can't, I have this, you know, this kind of like but I want to give you another opportunity because I want you to come into our school to be coffee by Moses, not just like served by this dude called Moses. Moe's coffee and um, eventually after a lot of negotiation and this and that he joined us last year in January and we built him a little station in front of the door so as you walk in um, he, he actually not now but the he actually opens at early mornings so the bar closes our door so he can okay. serve to the public then, when we open the bar to pull back, or so a client comes in, a friend comes in, I can a coffee or I offer him a coffee. But um, I never expected it uh, I thought, you know, a couple of people have coffee and he'll make some coffee, for no problem. Um, the amount of people that come in here per day, he crushes us. Like, just like Papa is like, we get like five people, he gets like a 100 people at night.
0: And
1: <laughs> Nicest dude you've ever met. His smile is bigger than this room, um, and he makes such a good coffee. He knows my routine. He, he makes different coffees. He knows my mood. Like before, I even ask for it in my hand. Um, he knows all, all by name. Um, people travel from C- anywhere in Cape Town just to get, have a coffee with him. And I'm not saying his coffee's not is good, but it, it's him. And he surpassed what I thought he could do for our company mm-hmm. in such a way which is incredible. And that has rippled through the coffee industry through the industry here. And Andy Fenner from Frankie Fenner me, um, we were speaking the other day and he's like, Oh man, oh he's best," you know, I'm like he's like the guy that I mean you know Andy. I don't know if you know him, but I mean he yeah, knows I've
0: his- heard of a few times.
1: And he comes around for coffee and it's just it's it's amazing yeah. so is
0: it is it more you think he makes a good cup of coffee or he's just a great guy with amazing energy that you just want to you want some of that energy
1: it's it, it's really both man i mean like i i want to hang with him like the the i think Mo's biggest problem of scalable business is that everyone wants to talk to him he's not just the yeah. he's like Oh, flat white. <laughs> they're like, hey, Mo, how's your day? Better, dude. The, the day we opened, might have opened slightly earlier than we were allowed to with a coffee, but the day we and there were people standing on the street, just, hey, is Mo open? I'm like, yeah, but we also have, like, axes and knives, and it really... <laughs> 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 Come get a knife, bro. <laughs> Yeah, and um, we've built up a little community in the neighborhood. Of, um, we have a police department that's just on the road, and we have like traffic police and gang unit, and everyone like cars down standing outside, coming to buy coffee from Mo. They don't buy it from anyone else. They want Mo's coffee. They sit there. They he chats to them. Mo's he speaks Afrikaans, uh English. Okay. Italian. He, he's like he, He's like he's. He's really like such an important part for our business. It's incredible. Um, which I never thought it was gonna happen. I just thought you know, give him a little opportunity. He helps us and just um, amazing. And actually, watch this space in the future. But he's there's some big things happening for him right now. he's awesome. such, a, yeah.
0: awesome. Yeah. You're making me wanna. Um... You're making me want to come to Cape Town even more um, than I, I already I, want. I, I, I just want a coffee right now. I'm like, yeah. What? my yeah. <laughs> 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 I wish. Um, do you do you drink coffee at night?
1: Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, can't, I, can't. I couldn't drink coffee for a long time because I got. I used to get brains, um and now I'm like full on on the. Coffee. For me, after a big dinner, late night, a little espresso. No, I love coffee. Yeah, it's weird.
0: After 2 o'clock, I can't. Otherwise, I I don't sleep. Okay. Uh, I wish I could. There's so many times where I I would love to just have a cup of coffee. Um, I haven't had the capacity to even remotely try uh, to have decaf in the house. It just seems weird. Uh, But, I mean, that's why I drink tea. You know, every yeah. every show, I've always got tea, um, so that's fun. Um, but sometimes yeah. I do just want a cup of coffee at night.
1: Yeah, I, I also just drink tea when I'm. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't think that's tea, bro.
1: <laughs> I tea, bro. promise you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So Thomas, we've got uh, twelve minutes left,
1: just, um,
0: okay. and we spoke about uh,
1: you may have a bug out bag. Did you be you got? Um. I wouldn't. Call, no, no, no. I wouldn't call it like a bugger, such. Um, but yeah. Um, I can I flip the camera? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to. Before we move, I need to put us on. Wait, hold on. Oh, camping mode.
0: So my wife just said drinking decaf coffee is like asking a hooker for a hug.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's. Fair enough. Uh, uh, can I turn the camera on? Yes. So, cool. I kind of like I, it. It might look a little contrived, but um, I literally Perfect. did pull. I did pull this stuff out of my backpack. Um, so I would say this is my like EDC in a sense of anything from everyday to like, like weekend. traveling. Yeah. Um, sure. Obviously, you need a couple of clean pairs of boxers and you know socks and stuff. But um, where do I start? So this okay, is my. I got a my, question. S- my first yeah.
0: question: the SAS survival book.
1: I know this is my cheat book, dude. This is Your where I know. Book? All my stuff. People think I know everything. I don't know anything. Oh, my hands He had blown. one of those in the army. I lost that book. I lost that book. Dude. It was amazing. This is and, if you ever need anything this is the book dude uh this is actually uh a a a friend of my father my dad's name's gt and this was a book that somebody gave my father and he passed this on to me um well with he's alive i know that sounded a little morbid (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) Uh, let me put it differently i stole this book from him there we go much better (laughs) I carry this, if I go to New York, I've got this in there. I don't know why, I just, I think that I've, this is one of my favorite things that I own. It's like an
0: Adventurer's Bible is
1: exactly what it is. Exactly, no, that's really what you want, yeah. So I'm not gonna go through everything here, but I'll just quickly, like, obviously notepad, always good to write some stuff down. Obviously I have no idea what I'm writing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing at the moment, it's cool yeah cool <laughs> open plans, open plans um this is my shop keys um, funny quick story, sharper edge owned by Stan is in Johannesburg, one of our suppliers um he's in san City. I actually bought my first knife when I must have been five or six from him, and he gave okay. me this gift when I opened just like papa, so that's oh, what wow. cool. and I carry this with me all the time to be honest, I think I use the the toothpick more than yeah. anything else. <laughs> <Yep. Same>. um, <laughs> knife sharpener, awesome for yourself, have it, kitchen knives, anything. But to be honest, I actually like take this to people's houses when I go for a braai or whatever and I'm like, give me your knives, I sharpen it. It's better than any wine, any whiskey you could even bring. Okay, um, so
0: I have a question about yeah. the knife sharpener um, because I've I've got a little cheap yellow one why would someone okay what's the name of that brand and why would someone want to purchase that knife sharpener over
1: something else i'm looking for the name yeah okay so this is a workshop um these guys have been in the game forever um it has a coarse side a fine side what it does let me just grab my knife sorry you actually put it if as you can see it says 20 degrees there okay um You actually just put your knife down. That's kind of an average degree. You take it like this. Easy peasy. Done. If you pull your knife through a mechanism, if you have a small chip or anything like that, there's a larger chance that you'll actually make the chip bigger. This has um, the ceramic side. It's got a little leather strap. If you're a bow hunter, um, this one-handed thing is not working for me you're Uh, doing great thanks man (laughs) appreciate it if you're a bow hunter you can actually use those um kind of screws to sharpen to tighten your bow heads um this little function here is for fish hooks for any avid fisher it's it's bulletproof i had one this is a brand new one i had one for three years since just like papa started and I just left it on our farm as the new farm sharpener and I got a new one. I sharpened so many blades with this thing. It's 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 absolutely incredible. I can get it to um as you can see my arm shaving sharp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the test. Yeah, that's the can test. I, I, I had someone do that on the bubble run. They grabbed my knife and was like I was, I was like, No, my knife's really sharp, bro. And he's like, Let's see. And he
1: tried to shave his arm, and it didn't come off. So uh, that's
0: not I need cool, to go dude. back to JLP.
1: <laughs> then, yeah, let's just quickly go through that. Then. Sorry, that's my dad calling again. Stop uh, calling, I think you need to call your dad after the show, though. For real. I will. No, I'll, I'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah. That's my EDC. Right now, I'm carrying a Spyderco, but I think a pocket knife is just invaluable from opening a take a lot box to well no it's just like pop an online order or uh anything i mean yep. taking a thorn off a rose on valentine's day to cutting a christmas cake i don't care but it it's part works. of my
0: if, if i've got my wallet and my phone knife's coming with me
1: it's a hundred percent yeah then a torch yeah. um that from being on the farm hearing a bump in the night, seeing what it is, to <laughs> just,
0: just... I don't know if you're watching this. David, I just said your dad's calling because he wants his book back. <laughs> he saw on Instagram that he got his book. <laughs> oh, God. God, that's good one. <laughs>
1: Damn it. I shouldn't have done
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, David. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Torch for me is my first line of defense in self-defense in, in an urban environment from hiking. Okay. If anything goes wrong, I can see what's going on. This yeah. tells a, guy, a car guard to step back. This tells anyone that's, I mean business, ver, yeah. non-lethal and I can travel with this to Joburg on the airplane. No one's going to give me shit for it. And if sure. i on a game drive, I can see something like i said just use this every day i think a torch is one of the most important things drip drop from a motorbike point of view you go to the mm. desert you need re- rehydration this stuff is rehydration on a next level also works very good for a hangover but you don't have to worry about that anymore which are very well done by the way <laughs> thank you sir <laughs> Carmex, man chap lips deserts, like we were talking earlier, this stuff, I've not found anything better than that in my I'll life. Send you,
0: I'll send you our lip balm. Oh, yeah? Be lip balm. I'll send it to you. You can try it out.
1: Dude. Um, okay. If you can beat this, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I it's like different. that it's, it's
0: all natural. So we we don't use chemicals. So I don't know if it'll meet your needs or not, but I'll gladly send you some and you can try it out see if you like it or
1: not. I'd love that. Thank you. Yeah, cool. man. That'd no be problem. great. Then you got to have your big um, knife. You just need it, you know? Um, This is from camping, starting fires, whatever. That actually goes with my fire steel. This, you just, uh, you need it. Um, Pocket knife is great. This thing is indestructible. This thing has been through Canada, America, uh, Patagonia, everywhere. It's amazing from just preparing food to skinning an animal to whatever wow. I needed to do. It looks like
0: a great
1: knife. It's great. This is a Bark River. Um, okay, I can't punch it and and too much. Left. Cool, cool. Oh, you were late. Hold on. You were late. You great. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Um, Garment, in reach, emergency, anything goes wrong anywhere in the world. I press that button. People come save me. Compass, self-explanatory. You get into serious shit. Uh, tourniquet, um, SAS, we've covered. Uh, a pen goes with the empty notebook um yeah. then what did i miss uh nah, ju- 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 compass tourniquets yeah tourniquets i really always just have it for anything that goes bad hopefully you never use it uh-huh. then this is more of a motorbike thing um okay. this is just a little umbrella um, okay. if you're in the desert you've got to hike out 20 miles uh, that sun's going to kill you you, you so, wanna work yeah. on your bike, you need to change a carburetor, you need to clear a, a filter, you put this thing above you, it saves your life, in my opinion. And like then that. just like Papa style, you have to end up with a nice yeah, Swedish axe. Sure. And that's 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 my that's kinda my EDC. Other obviously um water is key. I wanna have water, but uh yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. my
0: I googled, work sharp, field sharpener. Yes. On my on my page because Dude. it's been it's been on that a knife sharpener and not just a knife sharpener but the right one. It's mm. been on my list. So I'm glad we had this chat. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So we have a minute and ten seconds left. So I think it's time for me to do the closing ceremony. You, do it. you go, um. Play. All yours. <laughs> Um, I, w- I wish I really had a ceremony at this point. It would be pretty nice. Um, but Thomas, dude, um, I really appreciate you being on the show tonight. It was it was great to see you again. And yeah. um, I think after our conversation today, um, I really look forward to us at Bonafide doing some type of event with you guys. I think next year, once things have kind of cooled off, um, it. would be really rad. Um, yeah. And um, to everyone else on the show, thank you so much for yeah. watching uh, go look at uh, papa dot com. Check out their site. Um, you can catch this podcast tomorrow on Apple Podcast. Be on IGTV as well forever, and um, we'll see you again next week. Thank you all so much. Cool. No, Cheers, thanks. Thomas. Much love, brother. I appreciate Cheers it. it. Okay. guys. <laughs> Cheers. Bye.